All right, let's go. Well, all right, all right, and P.K. Saban finally retired. I'm tell I, you know, he's an awful young guy to retire, 33 years old. Yeah, Dad, he played 13 seasons, won the Norris Trophy in 2013, and uh, you kind of got uh, a little criticized, right? Yeah, then? well, didn't you, didn't you get uh, highly criticized on what you said about him on Coach's Corner? Well, I told him to stop acting the way he's acting, like jumping around after a goal and, because he's ticking off the players. And he was ticking off the players. Really? And then, well, then, of course, the papers got a hold of that. Who, boy, did they ever, they ever, you know, criticize you for saying it. And, but the thing is, this is what I was thinking when you say, you've said that about a lot of players. When you jump around after a goal and, and do that, he was ticking the guys off in the warm-up. But anyhow, he straightened all that out. And uh, so you could you let's see who else did you criticize for acting goofy after well the hurt well sort of the hurricanes but uh, who else was there that Sidney Crosby Crosby uh, you, when you were he was a rookie yeah usually it happens eh when they're rookies well they, they, they get all excited. jumping around and I remember you really gave it to. You gave it to Ty a personal close friend of yours who's that oh Ty, Ty yeah Ty Dami and you what 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 did he do that ticked you off you rode the hockey stick. Oh, and, right. And I remember when he was in New York, he, he let on, he had the belt. Remember he let on? He's new. Oh, he put his hands to his uh, Yeah, well, he let, after waist. he fought Probert. Yeah, the first time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not the second time. You not only criticized him on Hockey Night in Canada, I think you called him up personally and said to knock it off. Yeah, he was a good friend of mine. <laughs> you know, I, I always remembered him. Young girl was dying and he dying of cancer or something. I asked him for a sweater and he scribbled. You know how they, you know how players scribble on the, the yeah game. their autograph is un, totally unlegible. It's just no, a, a scribble. I, you know I get a, I get a sweater sometimes to sign a sweater or I used to, and and you couldn't recognize one name and they'd have to put their number on because you know, exactly yeah. Well, the story you were saying, though, is that you had the sweater and you were going to get it signed oh, yeah. because she wanted to, what, be, I think, buried she, she, it. And, um, you know, you think you'd sign the name right. So he went, he bought it. He went, he gave the money. He bought a real, real, real sweater. Then a real sweater it. cost 250 bucks. Yeah, he went out. Imagine Ty going out and buying a Toronto Maple Leaf sweater with his and, name on and it. And he signed it right. Because he needed it, because he did it the day of the game. I remember you saying. Yeah, well, it was just before a game. I shouldn't shouldn't have done it. But anyhow, so how, how do we get into that? Well, we're just talking about uh, oh, guys, yeah. guys you, that you criticized. And yeah. Ty, a couple of times you gave it. But well, I criticized a few guys. Yeah, but I, I was funny, like a... I don't remember PK too much scouting. Like I, I kind of remember him playing for the Markham Islanders he a little bit. He, he, and he acted, he acted the same way after he scored a goal, and he could really shoot a puck. Yeah, he could really skate too. Like yeah, he was he like skate. he was really fast. But I remember his two brothers, Malcolm the goalie for the Marlies, and Jordan a little bit better. I remember Jordan could really skate. He was uh, he was good. He's as good, if not better. Skater the whole family than was good. Yeah. And as usual, you guys don't didn't notice the goalie. <laughs> no, you know what? Malcolm Subban was when we were watching him for the Marlies. He wasn't very good. He was he was terrible. 
And at that time, you had to, the kids had to go on a list from Central Scouting to be eligible to be drafted. Yeah. So I remember I went to Rob, who was the head scout. I said, well, what are we going to do about Subban? I said, you know Belleville's going to pick him, you know, because of PK, right? The right. Lake to family. And he goes, well, he says, just, well, put him on. He says, and rate him like a C. And so rate him a C. So he, he got picked like 13th round or 14th round by Belleville. And four years later, he was the first-round pick of the Boston Bruins. Well, let's talk about McK- McK- McKinnon. Uh, and boy, oh boy, he hit the jackpot. Yep, signed a big new contract and kind of threw a little bit of a slap at McDavid. 12.6 so what- he made, and uh, McDavid's making 12.5. I don't know whether... Like, if you were McDavid, would you be mad at that? I don't know. I think, I think, I think it's a, he did it as, I hope he did it as a joke. I don't know. Like well, I hundred thousand here, hundred thousand there. Well, hey, I don't know. Like I, if I was McDavid, I, if McKinnon called him up and said, "Look, I'm doing this and kind of jerking around," then it was all right. But if he didn't call him up and he kind of did it, I think I'd be a little bit mad. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. You what can't relate, eh, Dad? Can't relate to that guy when you get up around twelve million dollars. <laughs> Chara retired, forty-five years old. Yep, so almost 1,700 games. He holds the record for the most games in the NHL by a defenseman. And you know why I like him, eh, Dad? Why do you like him? Because he's a vegan. Not oh. only is he a vegetarian, he's a vegan. So just imagine all that. Well, he's in pretty good shape, 45 years old. Yeah, so remember, you, you with your hockey, they had to have that steak before the game. There goes that theory. But you know what I remember was uh, you went down. Remember you went down to Boston to drop the puck. Oh, that was funny. Oh, and you wanted Mark Savard to take Well, the Mark f- Savard, you know, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, and he was your favorite, and you yeah. were praising him, so you thought he was going to take the Chara I thought for sure, and geez, Chara is about eight feet tall. <laughs> it I looked like a little, a little wee dumpy out it there. He looked like a hobbit next to him. It yeah, was. It I think I'd come to his knee, and that long stick, holy. Didn't he, though, like you were down there, and he was in playing, he came over and said hello? Yeah, he was. He, he he really is a nice... I know they always say everybody's a nice guy, but he really is a nice guy. He came over and said, hello, oh, you know. So how many fights do you think he had in his career? Uh, oh, not, uh, I don't know. 76. He had 76? 76 fights. Early, <laughs> probably, in his career. <laughs> Towards yeah, the end, nobody was going to fight him. Yeah, but nobody- he, had, he had seven... I, I, I counted it up, so I thought... I don't... Re- he, like, when he fought, like, it was like... Yeah, it was way better. Remember, he grabbed... Um, Who's the leaf defenseman he grabbed? His fights don't last too long. Can I ask, was because he's so huge and strong, obviously, and everything, did he initiate a lot of fights? Or was no, he, the, he did not want to Because he's like a big, a big dog in a fight. He doesn't initiate it, but boy, does he ever yeah, finish that, them, right? Exactly. So let me ask you, do you think Chara's in the Hall of Fame? Chara? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about PK? PK, mm, he might be a little... Got Norris Trophy. And was reading in the paper today, only one guy uh, that won the Norse Trophy is not in the Hall of Fame. Well, and Randy Carlyle. Hmm. Randy, you know, I remember Randy Carlyle. I said, why did they ever trade you from Toronto? And, you know, I said, I thought that you were the best defenseman. We were having a morning skate. And he says, I don't know. And he was a good defenseman. Yeah, that was like, Toronto's chased... A lot of defensemen out yeah. of the thing. Remember Berard's? You remember they were yeah. there after him? And that was who Chera got was Berard. Yeah. Remember he, he threw him around. Like I remember Chera. I remember Chera. Dad, didn't you get a call from an owner one time asking about uh, who he should pick for, for something? I'll tell you who it was. It was uh, Eugene Melnick 
And Eugene Milk asked me, Wade Redden, who, who, who would you keep, Wade Redden or Chera? I said, what, is this a joke? I said, Chera would go on and, and play for another 20 years, which I think he did. Something like that, pretty close. <laughs> well, you predicted it. I didn't it. think he'd go. And, and Wade Redden, you know what he did? He went down to uh, Hartford. Right, he, got, he eventually got traded like three years later. Yeah, and he went down to Hartford. They sent him down to Hartford, and he was making big money there. And uh, it, it, they didn't have income tax in, in Hartford at the time. Oh. I don't know if they still do or not. No, he was making like double. Like Woo, this, uh, baby. You know what I remember about Wade Redmond getting off topic was, remember Scott Oak interviewing him after oh, they were yeah. playing They were playing in, uh, I guess it was an elimination game with Ottawa, and it was a two-on-one, and Wade Redden kind of ran at the guy with the puck, and the guy sifted it over, and they walked it, and they scored. So Scott Oak's interviewed Wade Redden, you know, and he's just, like devastated, right? Red because he made a bad play. And Scott Oaks going, so why did you like go to like why didn't you stay in the middle? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Well, let's just take a look. Okay, oh, let's let's nice. stay here. Like run the replay. And he's like, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at it. And he remember he just <laughs> and you know what? He was never the same after that. When, well, come to think of it, he wasn't. No, he was a pretty good defenseman up until then. So Eugene didn't know the uh, the the thing with asking you your opinion that you have to do your what your opinion said or don't ask you again, right, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, chair uh, turned into uh, not that I anybody would have said the same thing. I don't know why the Ottawa kept waiting. Red. I don't know. Anyhow, let's go along and uh, Pat Bergeron. I, I you know here's a guy making two point five million, and he's back. Of all the guys in the National Hockey League, I think one of the most important guys is Bergeron. I might be Patrice. a little prejudiced. Yeah. He's Bruin. You know what? It was funny. There was there was a, a one guy in TSN. They were talking about uh, Shane Wright, and the guy goes, "Well, you know, he's not McKinnon, and he's not McDavid. You know, he's not that really big superstar. He's kind of like Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> you go, oh, oh, really? Two time Stanley Cup winner, Selkie yeah. Trophy winner, and, and, and takes all the draws. Takes all the draws. Going to be on the Olympics. He's that kind of guy, right? Yeah. And he was kind of. And I thought, boy, this is that a real put down to for the Bergeron? Yeah. And we'd have to talk about Crosby and, and um, thirty five years old and plays eight. 18 years and you know you know what I remember about him I remember he took a lower salary one time so the team could uh, could get better players he he really is a team player now you in the beginning where he was another player you really gave it to right and you even got a call from his parents and the no I remember what was your issue with him Oh, I he was know. jumping around. Jumping oh, around. Was he? I know what he was always yapping at the ref. Yeah, and, and, and it was—it just wasn't wasn't a good thing. He asked if he could come over and before coach's corner and sit with us just before I got fired. And really? Yeah, Crosby. Well, because uh, I remember one thing that happened was that he was Tim Horton. He was Tim Horton's spokesman, and you were kind of getting into it with him. And uh, Tim Hortons was also a sponsor of uh, Hockey, you know, Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. Running, and they kind of called up and said, you know, Don is, you know, we're sponsoring Don. And he's given, he's gotten a little bit of a war with Crosby. And he's our guy that we're paying. So could you tell Don to knock it off? But, they, but he yeah, didn't, he didn't take it off. easy. But at the end, though, you were good. You walked, remember you walked to, uh, after a game, you were walking with somebody and you were talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was walking back. After a game, it was um, and, it's the playoffs, and yeah. it, it was two people walking behind me, 
and they were they were really depressed. I said, ah, don't worry about it. I said, Crosby will grab the puck the first first time he grabs the puck, he'll walk in and he'll score. And I said, don't worry about it, they'll win. And and Kathy says, you know who they were? They were it was Crosby's parents. Get out, really? <laughs> yeah. And you know what he did? He, first time he grabbed the puck, he walked right in and, and deked the guy and put it in the top corner. Oh, isn't that great? I remember that. So, so Dad, and, I got to ask you a question, though. So, hockey's like last night, the Leafs were on and stuff. The Leafs have had training camp for two days, and they're playing exhibition games. When you were playing, how long was your training camp before you would play an exhibition about game? About three weeks. And you know why? I'll tell you why. The players play today, and they skate. We didn't skate because we had to work. Yeah, you guys had to work, so you yeah. couldn't go on the ice. Uh, even the, even the guys in the National Hockey League, they took about two weeks before the training because they had to. They had to. They had to work too. They didn't. They weren't making that much money. Well, Tim Blake Wheeler, they took his captaincy away, and a lot of people think that that doesn't mean a lot. I mean, it would if they had taken my captaincy away, and uh, it was the coach that took away too. Rick Bonus, or yeah, yeah, Rick Bonus. So the I, question is, Dad, do you trade him? I, w- I would, unless he didn't care, but he, he said he didn't care. <laughs> but if, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Whatever well, <laughs> it was, but he's, thir- he's uh, 36 years old, and it's pretty tough to trade a guy who's 36 years old. Yeah. And, and you know, they took a, the captaincy away from Dustin Brown in L.A. I think that was Sutter that did that. Yeah. And, uh, and what Trevor, would be a reason? Like, can you give us one reason that you take a captaincy off? I don't know. They ever took the well, captain. there's always been there's always been the rumors around Winnipeg that there was there was issues in the dressing room. Yeah, that, that's been for years. They people have been yeah. saying that they got a better team than they showed every year. This Rick McBonus, he knows what he knows what's going on. He had interviews with all the players, and uh, you change the captaincy, that tells you something. You know, Dad. You know, talk about captaincy. Last week we talked about Suzuki for uh, Montreal being too cap- young. I think and and. Uh, if you if you want my opinion, I think he's too young. Suzuki, and he doesn't speak French. Right. I mean, he'd be more worried about speaking French than playing in the game. Right. That's, he's got to meet the media after, and he's thinking, is that? And a, they and they they they'll they'll. If he starts to falter, they'll have the press will have no mercy on him. And Brad Marchant agreed with us. Well, what did, what did he this say? This is what Brad Marchant said. Um, he was on a it was on a podcast. He says it's almost unfair to be giving these young kids captaincies at 20, 21, 22 years old because they don't have any idea what it is like to be a real captain in the NHL. You're setting a kid up for failure by doing that. So, Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian online casino and sports book. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes, they'll match your deposit up to two hundred and fifty dollars. You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big dough. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. And this is their heyday now with football and baseball and hockey starting and basketball will be going, going. And don't let let, uh, everyone uh, forget that they were very generous to Don Cherry's Pet Rescue Foundation. A lot of money to us. What did they give you? I don't know. Over $18,000. Yeah, close to 20 grand. So you know what? There's a lot to choose from out there. But remember, if you love your pets... Go to them. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So, Dad, when PK retired, he put it out on Twitter, and this was his, one of his first sentences that he put out on the Twitter. 
I remember my dreams of playing in the NHL and winning Stanley Cups, similar to the guys on Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em hockey tapes at the end of every volume, with black eyes, broken bones, and tears of joy. To this day, I still dream about it. Well, it's, um... Tim, I think the funniest thing with PK, and you know, if anyone wants to Google it out there, he did an imitation of Don Cherry. He was better at doing Don Cherry than you were, Dad. Oh, I mean, it, it is hilarious. For anyone that wants yeah. a really good laugh, please Google it. His last word goes, that PK is a good defenseman. Not as good as Bobby Orr. And he had your mannerisms. He's no Bobby Orr. And didn't he call you up to see if, uh, if you were going to be upset with him? And you, we just loved it. We said, go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He even did that with George Stropolopoulos, right? Then he thought, oh, don't do that because Don will get mad. Yeah. He called oh, yeah. you up and he said, do you mind? And we, well, you know, anything making fun of you. We just think is great, right? It's, oh, it worked, worked right in. Yeah, it did. So we, you know, a lot of people have asked us to talk about Rock'em Sock'em Hockey, and one day we'll get into the whole, how it got started and everything. It's kind of long. But the one thing that I think that we did better than anybody in Rock'em Sock'em was when you would go out and do signings. Well, we learned. We, we learned, learned early. learned the hard way. That, the hard way. The, the thing. And it's a real art to you do. You were talking about somebody that... Well, you tell you tell. Well, us that. yeah, you know, like the one thing that that we learned was that if if everybody doesn't go away happy, you might as well not do the signings exactly. of the product, and that's just for anything, yeah. right? Because if it didn't, doesn't it defeats the purpose. And I remember you were signing a book, and and um, uh, we'll get into like how we did it. And the guy came up to me and he says, "I really appreciate you know your dad took the time to talk to me about it, and you know he talked to me a little bit about the Leafs." I said, oh, "That's good." He goes. Last week, he says, I waited in line for two hours to get a book signed. And he said, the guy who signed it didn't even look at me. And he, I said, oh, yeah. He goes, and I, when I got home, I threw the book in the garbage. And he says, it totally destroyed him. So your whole thing was to take a couple of minutes with well, people. Well, you know, like uh, Cindy came up with the idea. Well, what we used to do to move things along quite quickly, and boy, we, we made that line move, was that I would go ahead of time and ask the people, what who do they want the book signed or the tape signed to? And then I would say, you know, is it Caitlin? You know, how do you spell it? And then that way, Dad, you could spend time talking to the people and spe- instead of asking them how to spell the name. Is it Brian with a Y or Brian with an I? And I'll tell you a quick story. There was one time, of course, I worked the line, and um, I heard this woman say to the guy behind him, why do they use these stickums? And the guy says, well, that be, that's so Don doesn't have to talk to you. Well, you know, I put up with a lot of what people say to you, as you know, right? And I, look, I butted in. I said, excuse me. I said, that's just the opposite, sir. I said, that way he can talk to the people instead of asking, how do you spell their name? And the guy looked at me and the whole deal. But we had it down pretty good, didn't we, Tim? Yeah, that's for sure. Because I remember the time we were doing, it was a book signing was different. Because books or tapes. Same. Books or tapes. But I mean, we were, were one of the first books and did the, the signings and then um, and then the DVDs were there. So you were doing a book and the girl said, my name is Cindy. And so you wrote C-I-N-D-Y. And she looked at it, she goes, no, it's C, and she goes, no, it's C-Y-N-D-I. And you look, so now the book's ruined. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you can't, it, remember what she said? No. You said, what am I, mind reader? <laughs> <laughs> so we had to get her another book. Another book. So, you know, that was the importance of stickums. And, you know, another thing that we brought up is that, you know, I could 
pretty well see how long the line uh, lineup was. And okay, now it's an hour. We're supposed to be there an hour. And I would tell the the store to stop. I used to stay an hour and a half. Yeah. We, if it was an hour, then we'd stay an hour and a half. Yeah. So the thing was, I would tell the store to stop tell, selling the tape at the time because if anyone that night would buy the tape, they yeah. think it's going to get it signed. One store kept selling, and it was. And, and then there was chaos because yeah. people, hey, I bought this this tape, and now cute. he's not going to sign it because he's got somewhere important to go afterwards. Yeah. So I said, we've got to, and which did not go over too well with the store. Because they're there to sell tapes. Yeah. And yeah. then I say, no more tapes are to be yeah, sold. Yeah, and I'd look bad. I'd be the guy to walk out. That walk out? Well, yeah. there's 50 other people in line that have just bought the tape, multiple yeah. tapes. Cause- but I have to say, Dad, we never really had one jerk in line. No, you know, it was a funny thing. I, I don't think we ever had one. I worked the line. I never had one jerk being a smart aleck ever. Ever. And it used to be little kids there and... And, uh, you know, it was, you hate to say it, it was really Canadiana. And the thing was, we said, we're not going into Toronto. We wouldn't sign in Toronto. We would always sign Kingston, Kingston, you know, Brantford, uh, London, and all yeah, over the place. They were all good people. And they were all, they were all really nice. Well, they were nice. And- they, they played, they all, most, a majority of people were pleased and thank you. So, Dad, we're going to wrap up. But one thing about Rock'em Sock'em I really liked was the time we did Rock'em Sock'em, I think it was five. Yes, yeah. it was. Where we I had sunglasses and I had the, I had the big red coat. Right. We did a, a, a music video with Chris Shepard, who was a DJ back in the day. Yeah, and was picked the, the worst uh, video of, of the year. year. by Much Music. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was called Rock'em Sock'em Techno, and we're going to end with it right now. All right, let's go. Oh!